welcome to Playful Joy, a parenting podcast without the guilt. Uh, my cousin Kayla is back and we're going to talk about kindergarten today. Her son Lane is in kindergarten and um, as I might have mentioned before, I've taught kindergarten um, three or four years full time and then um, here and there back and forth as a substitute. That's like my favorite. That's my favorite You're grade. brave. So brave. <laughs> <laughs> the little ones when they love you. It's good. Um, so I wanted to ask you, Kayla, what what did you expect from kindergarten when you were putting Lane in? Because you have your ECE and you worked in mm-hmm. preschools and daycares a little bit and then had your own daycare. But what did you think about? I was really nervous. Mm-hmm. For me, at, I believe for this age group, it's more about social skills and like um, just becoming like a good human. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really worried about reading and writing and I was kind of okay. worried that they were going to be doing a lot of that, like a lot of sit down where I know mm-hmm. he doesn't do well with that. Right. Like he's a, he loves to learn, but he loves to learn through movement Mm -hmm. and discovering stuff on like on his own. So I was a little bit worried about like, okay, now we're going to sit down and we're going to all write the letter A or like that kind of stuff. I was worried Mm -hmm. about that. Um, But he ended up having a really awesome teacher and they do tons of outdoor stuff and they do lots of movement and there's lots of, I was surprised by how many people were in like teacher's aides and stuff that were mm. in his class okay so there's lots of opportunity for the kids to like get up and like leave the classroom if they need to or nice. do other activities yeah so I did feel a little bit better about that I mm-hmm. guess and it was really nice to know too when I met his teacher that she was like if you don't feel like your child needs to be here today that's okay mm, and I was like okay nice. because that's kind of my philosophy too like yeah. he doesn't feel like it it's okay yeah. if he wants to stay home I, I like that too. I think a lot of, um, I don't know, there's this mentality of like, don't take a sick day. Don't miss a day of school. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Never miss a day unless you're sick. And there's different kinds of sick. Like it, Oh, for you know, sure. Wasn't yeah. it just mental health awareness week? Like yeah. sometimes you just need a break. Like, if you mm-hmm. took your kid out last night and like, you know, sometimes family stuff goes late. If you, oh, you know, for sure. this time of year, if you had like a barbecue and everyone was over till 10 o'clock and your kid didn't go to sleep till 1030 maybe don't bring them to school tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather not see them. There's yeah, no way sure. they're doing any learning. No. And it's disruptive to everyone. Yeah. Or in my case, my son, he'll like hold it together all day long. And then just, but when he sees me even through the window at school, he'll be crying and just mm. freaking out and making it awful for everybody. So yeah. I just, I don't just know. needs a break. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's Stay good home, that you can recognize app. that. I think. I think a lot of parents don't even, that doesn't even occur to them to like, mm-hmm. to bring them home. Or, and a lot of people work and then it's like kind of not an option, right? Yeah, or yeah. Don't have grandparents close by, don't have someone that mm-hmm. could watch them for the day because they need a break. That's, but that, I like that. That's a good um, way to think about it. And I think what a lot of parents don't know, like say they don't have a child in kindergarten yet, kindergarten is basically just about teaching them how to be, we view it, teachers view it more of like a school community, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But like how to be in a group of people, how mm-hmm. to act when you're around other people, because there's, we all do it. There's like home us. Well, oh yeah, for sure. Home us doesn't wear like nice, tidy, clean clothes all the time. Home us doesn't do their hair. Home mm-hmm. us can talk, you know, in a different way. Mm-hmm. Can home children can uh, wrestle with their siblings. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. you can't do that at school. There's no wrestling with your friend that you had over yesterday for a play date and wrestled with. You just can't do that at school. His teacher matter. does do that. Oh, that's yeah. nice. So they have rules about it. Mm. And they call it battle play. Ooh. And they're only allowed to do it on forest Fridays in the forest. <laughs> so many rules. Yes, but they're so that's good nice at they it, let though. It mm-hmm. A mm-hmm. bit. So they do 
a little obviously there has to be rules about yeah, it and sl- they talk about slope. it a lot yeah that's good but they do get to do that that's nice. but it is i mean it's not the same as him you going, can usually like, tell when kids on the playground like recess and lunch are pushing and shoving in like a fun like they're playing together mm-hmm. or if it, but the problem is from like a teacher standpoint safety standpoint is it's like oh it's fun we're doing this and it's fun it's fun and then all of a sudden for one of them it's not it's fun not, anymore. yeah and then the other person doesn't stop because they're brains can't stop themselves like they can't just stop stuff right mm-hmm. we can just stop they their brains can't developmentally they were their brain was already telling their hand to move towards the other person's body yes they can't just stop it so then they that, that person hits one more time and then the person who said stop was like oh you hit me after stop now it's on and mm-hmm. then there's a full-on fight well we see that at so, home lots yes yeah so that's where i don't know i could see it getting out of hand but it's nice mm-hmm. if it's like if it has a bunch of rules and there i mean mm-hmm. you can do that but yeah it's definitely just learning like use your words instead of Pushing the person and I who didn't know that kindergarten line. was going to be like that. It was a lot less structured than I thought. Oh, nice. And there it's were also that way. It's yes, that there's way. also yeah. different kindergarten classes right. and different kindergarten teachers. Totally. So Everyone I have a girlfriend um, with a daughter in kindergarten in a different class, and her class is very different than what my son's is. And I think that's reflective. So school's supposed to reflect life, right? We're supposed mm-hmm. to be getting these kids ready for what they're going to see when they get out, which is hard because the world keeps changing and it's hard to get education to change as quickly. So, mm-hmm. of course, it's slower. So is government, so is everything. That's a big, whatever, bureaucracy. But if you're trying to get them ready for the world, they have to be able to... I totally lost my train of thought. Oh, different people, like different teachers, different bosses. That's what mm-hmm. I was going towards. Or, like, different friends. So, like, at this friend's house, you just, like, come in, get a drink out of the fridge, and sit down on the couch. Yeah. At this friend's house, you're like, oh, could I have a drink of water? You know, like, mm-hmm. you act differently with different people. And I think it's the same thing with teachers. Like, sometimes you're going to get a teacher that you love and that your child responds well to. And mm-hmm. then other times, you're going to have a year where that teacher doesn't – teaching style doesn't fit and it's not great, but mm-hmm. you, like, power through. Yes. Like we've all had bosses that we were like, you're the worst. And oh, I for sure. do not like this, but well, here's my paycheck case. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I think too, not having real expectations about what kindergarten was mm. going to be like, yeah. kind of helped us too, because we yeah. didn't, it was new and we just like just took it, with it, how it came. That's and when it got hard, we either stayed home or we have a really awesome teacher mm-hmm. so we can Talk go to, to her, her. Yeah, yeah that's where a lot of parents don't communicate with the teacher I think like I think sometimes they think we might judge them or mm-hmm. but it's so helpful if something's going on at home if you tell the teacher about it oh yeah for sure I mean sure. it doesn't I've, big things people usually think about like a separation okay yeah a move a move like if you're just moving mm-hmm. across town or but also just like little things like he hasn't been sleeping very well lately mm-hmm. um she's been waking up with night terrors he's been having tons of anxiety at home about everything and I don't know where it's coming from mm-hmm. great just tell me that and even if I might have some advice if you want it mm-hmm. or I just now I just have more empathy for your child on a day-to-day basis like I just kind of know what they're going through yeah, yeah and not that my reactions are ever like angry really but just I just know you're going through a tough time I'm gonna be nicer to you it's the same yeah. like teacher to child right I'm oh, gonna for sure. give for you sure. a little more slack mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that something's going on at home that's a good one to remember. Well, that too. was one thing too with Blaine about right before spring break. He started complaining every morning before school that he had a tummy ache. Oh, it's funny mm-hmm. actually. It's always a tummy ache. The one day Tyson, so my husband goes to drop my kindergarten son off at school and 
my girlfriend texts me and says, oh, I'm pretty sure I just saw Tyson loading up both the boys in the car. I was like, no, no, no. He has to drop one off at preschool and one off at kindergarten. She's like, no, I'm pretty sure she le- he left with both the kids. And so I'm like calling him, texting him. He's not answering. I'm like, what the heck? And so he comes home and he has our kindergartner. And I was like, what are you doing? Why? He's like, oh, Lane said he has a stomach ache. And I was like, you just got the wool pulled over your eyes. Like, he just doesn't want to go to school. You're such a sucker. Like, I can't believe you fell for that. And then so I sent Lane to work all day. Like, okay, you're going to skip. You're going to fool everyone and skip school. Like, you're going to do chores all day. So he did chores all day. And then on Monday, when it was my turn to take him to school, we'd never dealt with anything like this before. So I didn't even know that this was a thing for us. Yeah, you just Monday. Really wanted a day off school. Yeah, yeah. So, and dad was dropping him off, and dad yeah. always takes them. Like, Lane didn't go to school, but he had a stomach ache, but dad still took him to McDonald's for McDonald's breakfast. Like, he <laughs> knows dad's going to do those things. Yeah. So I feel like I felt like at the time, like, oh, yeah, you You're just, it. yeah, like, yeah. you faked it, and you got what you wanted, and now I look at, like, you look fine. Your yeah. stomach is not hurting you. Like, yeah. go do your chores, right? <laughs> so then on Monday, when it came to be my turn to take him to school, he full on starts crying. He's like hyperventilating. Mm. His stomach, he's like, Mom, for real, I promise you my stomach is hurting. And that's when I was like, okay, this is an anxious tummy ache. I mm. see that. And I like, and I told him like, I know right now in this moment your tummy is hurting you. I know. But I also know that I'm going to be back here to pick you up when this day is over. Mm-hmm. So then I had actually read the book, The Invisible String. Do you know that book? No. Mm. So it's a book about, it can be about lots of things. So it's about how you are connected to the people that you love. Mm -hmm. So we used it when our dog died. Okay. And then, so it's about like, yeah, you're, no matter where you are, who you are. Nice. If it's somebody or something that you care about, you're always connected with your invisible string. So Lane and I had read that book previously when our dog passed away. So I just told him that day, like, okay, we're going to tie in our invisible strings. Can you feel mine? I can feel yours. Mm -hmm. And then we talked about who else, like who else do you want to have an invisible string with today? And he like named his cat and then named like his brother and his dad and his grandparents' dog. (laughs) And um, he went to school that day. And then the next day was the same thing. Yeah. So then it was, so then I talked to the teacher. I was saying like, okay, hey, we've never experienced this. Like, Mm -hmm. what is this? I've seen this and that was, what was hard for me too I've seen this in other children right and then I've given advice on it Mm -hmm. and now when it was happening to my child I just like felt like such a jerk like Mm -hmm. I was just like you just need to just do a quick drop off and just say bye really quickly but then I wasn't really acknowledging or giving the parents a chance to like acknowledge that those feelings that those kids have are real Mm -hmm. like in that moment when they're telling you like I cannot go into these daycare doors, that's true. They yeah. can't do it. They're feeling so upset. Yeah. I know. And it was yeah. hard when I was – it was so much easier when I was the caregiver because, yes. you know what, this is yeah, – once you leave, everything's fine, so you just you need see. to leave. Right. right. If you just go, they'll be fine. And, yes, true on, like, an appearance level, mm-hmm. right, once you, like, separate, mm-hmm. they manage. But they're yeah. still not really, like, good, okay, right? Like, yeah. they're okay, but – I bet they're not feeling safe and like, mm-hmm. there's a reason they're having that meltdown. Yes. Right? Yeah. So I felt so awful in that moment being like, oh, for years I've been telling parents just like, just a quick bye, just a hug and a kiss and like reassure them that you're going to come back. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And now when I was in that moment, I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot leave my child like this. Like how, 
did I just so blatantly mm-hmm. tell these parents what to do when I actually don't really know how to do to that do myself? Yeah. yeah. So then we started, the, um, my girlfriend was teaching a course about anxiety in children, and I kind of like reverted back to that. And she said, when your child's having separation anxiety, so tell them that, acknowledge their feelings, mm-hmm. and then make a connection throughout the day. So I said, oh, Lane, today I put whatever in your lunchbox. Mm-hmm. I usually put like one little treat. I was like, oh, today I put a treat in your circle part of your lunchbox. He has one of those bento boxes and it has a little yeah. circle in the middle. Mm-hmm. I said, tell me if you liked it or not. It was something new. And um, tell me when I get come to pick you up, like what it was. And so that day when I picked him up, that was the first thing he said to me. He said, mm-hmm. hey, mom, you know what? I didn't. I put in or, <laughs> I and I, like I put in an organic gummy bear. Oh. One gummy bear and it's like sugar free he's like it tastes different than the last ones you gave me and I was like oh but that was like our connection then he yeah yeah totally right like I didn't know that it's the difference like I thought it was fine he's like it's not like what you usually give me that's what he said it was too hard it was hard to chew no chemicals make it so soft no that's what he said he's too hard to chew but then we made that connection and then the next day was a little bit better but then what I also did was like count down to spring break because then it was spring break mm-hmm. so I was like okay you only have three more days left and then it's spring break and you're home for 14 days and at that time I had talked to the teacher and she said that's a really hard time in the school year so now it's like the first half of kindergarten she explained it, it was like lots of play and just learning to be mm-hmm. with your peers and yeah. learning like the basic rules of the school, oh. getting familiar with the and grounds. And the people in the school, the librarian, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. custodian, the principal, everyone, right? Just kind of getting yeah. to know everybody. So now safe. they're semi-comfortable in the school, and now the learning part is coming in. After spring break. Yes. Yeah. So they're getting, get, they're gearing up for that. So the teacher was saying, like, the whole dynamic of the classroom has changed now. Like, people that were friends at the beginning of the year aren't necessarily friends now. Or people are getting tired of coming to school every day. It's mm-hmm. a long... Christmas holidays was like the last big break yeah. and then this spring break. So everybody's well, Easter, feeling it. Easter in there too. But it's also, we, I always tell students that like kind of at the beginning of the year, we're going to be together for 10 months and we're going to be together in this classroom. You're going to see these people more than you see anyone else in a day. Mm-hmm. So you're here for six, whatever, six plus hours. That's the bulk of your day. Yeah. Then you go home, you have dinner, you go to bed. Yeah. So we need to be nice to each other. You know, we need to learn how to get along. Mm-hmm. But then there's the other side of it, which is good. They do usually. But like you said, they're sick of each other. So everyone's tired of the kid that just can't stop talking out, blurting out, making mm-hmm. every lesson last longer. No one can. It's like a staff meeting or any kind of like board meeting you've ever been in where you're just like, is that person asking a question again? Like you can't handle it anymore, right? Yeah. And everyone's tired of the kid that can't keep him hands, his hands to himself. Like, they've had it enough. They've mm-hmm. been hit enough times. They just don't, you know, I think everyone's getting tired of each other. And so mm-hmm. when people make a, um, like, a statement about year-round school, I just don't know how that would work. I know it's, like, longer in school and then longer breaks and stuff. But I just feel like this system is, it works. And then that summer is, like... <laughs> It's just kind of like a break. A reboot. Yeah. yeah for everybody. And then you refresh and you get new. And some of the kids are the same, but some of them are different in your next class. And mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know. It's, I, I like the system and I know there's lots of people that think it would be better. There wouldn't be, there's this like loss of knowledge over the summer, but I don't know. 
I think it, it comes back pretty quickly. It might be a loss of knowledge, but I, I feel like they gain just like who they are again well, as little freedom, humans. Like a yeah. Little of, I don't know. Yeah. I'm I, really looking like forward it, to having everybody home. I think that's a real thing this time of year where everyone's done with everyone. Well, that's what the teacher is saying. Yeah. And now that we're back after spring break, it was, um, okay. It was easier for us to get into the routine. We mm-hmm. lost that anxiety about going to school and now he's okay, but now we're taking a lot. We're not going to school every day anymore. Mm-hmm. We're, I would say, like every two weeks, we're taking a day off. We're taking, mm-hmm. we're doing something. We're it's not too every two mm-hmm. weeks is not bad. I thought you were going to say like you're going three days a week or something. No, that would no, be no, like no. A lot of school. Tests, I love but... my five year old, but I don't know that I can handle him <laughs> quite yet. That much. That much. I, the teachers at school keep saying like, spring, okay, spring fever's here. Spring fever's here, and. What I think I've told a lot of parents is, like, the days are hotter, mm-hmm. and then they're outside for recess and lunch, mm-hmm. right? Because the, there's no rainy days, really, or here it's been pretty hot and sunny. And then it's bright at night, so it's bright at their bedtime, so either they're outside playing with their friends until mm-hmm. later than they would usually. Yes. And, or they're going to bed and then laying there because it's so bright in their room, or hot in their room, that they can't get to sleep. So now it's like, they played outside more. And they're going to bed later. Mm-hmm. And they're sick of everyone in their classroom. It's just like a recipe for disaster. Oh, for sure. And, yeah, we're all kind of just like, what is happening? Is it a full moon? Why are they so crazy? That is but the it's... funny thing, though, that you said, like, they're going to bed later and it's hot in their room. Mm-hmm. This is the first year that I have no kids in my bed, in my room. Yeah. That's exciting. I know. Yeah, But then we turned the air conditioner in our room, and I've never felt so guilty tucking those little babies into their hot rooms, and then I'm, like, going into my room alone. <laughs> you deserve it. They're fine. Oh, but then they keep waking up, so oh, everybody's waking up at hot. night all the time. Mm. Lane came into my room the other day, and he's standing by where he's crying and I'm wake up from a dead sleep and he's standing there screaming mom mom I've been calling you and I was like oh I can't I'm hear sleeping. you over the air conditioning like um. I'm just in here in my luxurious <laughs> air conditioned room and you're sweating to death in your other room in your bedroom and I couldn't hear you it was so awful was he not just coming to your room no they that's they the thing everyone's like oh you're so lucky your kids never get up at night yeah, I was like just come in I wish they did. I'm wandering out the halls and I don't, I'm all disorientated. Like, I don't know who's calling me. I don't know where I'm going. Uh, Help me at least call out your name. Marco. Yes, please. That's funny. Yeah, it's definitely the hot. And then just being hot, your body has to work to cool you down. So Mm -hmm. recess, lunch, after school. Parents stay so late after school. Like parents will stay on the playground till four. Be like, great, your kids should play outside. I'm not saying that that's a, not a good thing to do. I'm just saying they've been outside for 15 minutes for recess. They've been outside for probably 45, 30 to 45 minutes for lunch. They've that's been hot and cooled and hot mm-hmm. and cooled twice already today. Now you're staying outside till dinner time. You're taking them home, giving them dinner, probably letting them play outside again mm-hmm. when it's cooler, but still. Or they're going to like an organized sport and then they're going to bed late. Mm-hmm. It's like they're just done. Mm-hmm. So afternoons are tough and then there's not much learning that goes on then. But also... It's like, it's the push to get them to the next grade now for teachers. Mm -hmm. So now it's, okay, I've, you know, you have to take into account where they were when they came into the classroom, but then Mm -hmm. you need to move them forward like a year, right? And then there's certain things that you want them to know or do or have under their belt before they go on to the next grade. Mm -hmm. So I feel like for most teachers, April and May are a real like push to, not so much in kindergarten, but the other grades to get them 
you know, like just that one step Ready further. For the next like, can step. you just yes. get this last concept, please, before mm-hmm. you go, before I have to like, before that next teacher comes back to me and is like, did this person know this last year? Mm-hmm. You know, like kind of, they never say like, why didn't you teach them this? But kind of like, was this group not good at addition or what? None of them know any of it. And you're like, no, I taught it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why they don't know it. But I found a really good website um, called education.com and it has what, um, sorry, what they would need, what students would need at the end of kindergarten. And I wanted to tell everyone to be careful if you're looking stuff up on the internet. No, I don't have it. Um, because like say we're in British Columbia, the American curriculum is very different than the Canadian curriculum. Mm -hmm. And I feel like maybe not British Columbia in general, but it's play-based learning. Like the kindergarten you were talking about, Mm -hmm. that's play-based learning. And that's very rooted in child development and all this kind of stuff. And, but then you go to like an American kindergarten and it's like sight words and, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like that's beginning reading. And some, so, so if you go to some websites and it says, oh, they should have 120 sight words at the end of kindergarten. It's like, no, that's not, that's not even doable. Right. If Mm -hmm. you're teaching in like a, play-based way and now I lost it darn it okay anyways I remember what it said um it said for reading readiness that concepts about print are really important so they need to know like um what what is a book that's a good Mm -hmm. one I had one child who was like turning it all around and like didn't know how to open it in kindergarten and I was like wow that's really yeah it was a it was a rough area but anyways it's sad right like Mm -hmm. it's like he'd never seen a book or a pencil before that's so sad never seen a book and never held a pencil and I don't know if that's true but it's seem that way so Mm -hmm. how to hold the book and then like talk about the title and then talk about what the author and the illustrator do these are all like just things to understand about a book and then like left to right so when Mm. I read I trace with my finger if it's like a longer book like say like the Berenstein Bears that's too long to like point to every word yes but you can like trace with your finger because they need to know that print goes from left to right and also that when you go down to the next line that you sweep back to the beginning yes so we know that it's like yeah of course what what else would you do mm-hmm. but they don't know that so if you do it with your finger then they're starting to learn that and the left to right orientation is like that's a big one they really need to because that's for writing too and everything mm-hmm. so if you're reading to them just do that and I always tell parents like how do we teach babies to talk you talk to them yeah so if you want your kid to read read to them yeah like forcing them to read to you if they're not ready is just going to make them hate reading. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing it's going to do. If they want to do it and they're ready, yeah, that's great. But if they don't want to do it, then it's not a good idea to try well, to like push the Yeah, you wouldn't be issue. able to teach them anything. No, they're not ready and they're not... Yeah, and then just talk about what you're reading. So like things that come... I wonder what's going to happen next. Oh, I think this guy's going to lose his hat again. Do you think so? Like any thought... We, we're so good at reading. We've done it for years that we just forget what we do. So mm-hmm. as readers... We read it and we're thinking about what we're reading and we're coming up with questions in our mind and then seeing if they're answered by the book or, you know, like thinking about things for later. And I don't know. We're always thinking about what we're reading, but we have to say that out loud to make them learn to do that. Right. That's Mm -hmm. how they learn to do that. Or even just like, that's interesting. That's weird. Whatever pops in your head, just just to say it out loud. Um, But this website said going into kindergarten, they should know be able to name some of the letters, like uppercase or lowercase, mm-hmm. be able to read their name, um, maybe write it, um, be able to rhyme, and um, I think that was all. And then, like, understand what, like, how to hold a book and open a book and flip mm-hmm. the pages, kind of like what it is to I be a like reader. I feel like that's realistic. Yeah, I think that was all. 
and then it said, I don't fully agree with everything of the end of kindergarten, but it might be this. Every kid's different too, right? Mm -hmm. That's the other thing. And birthdays matter. So if their birthday's in November, December, even October, they're going to be farther behind. They're almost a Mm -hmm. year younger than the kid who's born in January, right? So that's a big, big deal. Um, It said they should be, they should know all the letters, uppercase and lowercase, like to name them their names of them and then to be able to make some of the letter sounds and print their name and be printing letters in like a in a fake writing way yeah fake writing I call it kid writing I call Mm -hmm. it to the kids oh that's kid writing good for you you wrote it in kid writing um and then so and then some of the letter sounds and then starting to mimic books so either retell their favorite story that they've memorized that you've Mm -hmm. read to them or so the books that parents always my mom even said that's not really reading so it's like I see a cat I see a dog that's what we're doing right now at school yes it's pattern reading Mm -hmm. they learn the pattern they need to point to each word and then they look at the picture to tell you the last word they're not reading the last word yeah they've memorized the pattern from you and they're looking at the picture for the last word Mm -hmm. that is how you start to read yes that's what we're doing at school right now yes and then, but parents always come like, they're not reading. Like, no, that's how they learn to read. Like, I know. Well, that's where his it's sight like, words come from then, too. No, they're not reading. Right. So the more mm-hmm. you see it, mm-hmm. then that's how that's you how learn That's how you learn it. to read it. Yeah. yeah. So I always tell the kids, do you know why we learn sight words? And I do do sight words, like, May, June a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, what is a sight word? So, like, your name is a sight word. Then I hold up. Because by the end of the year, they've learned all everyone's name in the class. They can mm-hmm. read usually, Right. And so then I'll read up, like, what's this word? And I'm like, you didn't even have to sound that out, did you? Your brain just read it. That's a sight word. If you can just look at it and you know what it is, that's a sight word. And as adults, every word is a sight word, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Unless you've never seen it before and it's some, like, big, long word that you have to sound out. So that's why sight words are such a big deal is, and if you're wondering why teachers push them so hard, is because if your child's struggling to read, their best um, way to get ahead is sight words because in those beginning grades those high frequency words are basically what's in all the books that we're Mm -hmm. going to read so if they get those down then they're kind of good to go but if they're starting to read those i see a cat i see a dog Mm -hmm. and then the part that i didn't agree with was this uh website said they should have 20 sight words and where the discrepancy is like two kindergarten teachers i know say okay they have 20 sight words there's 20 kids in their class they read all their names that's 20 Mm -hmm. sight words and then the other teacher's like no it's the dolch don't worry about it. That's a teacher word. It's like the Dolch list. There's a list of the most high frequency words in all mm-hmm. of all of um, the books that children read, and it starts with like I, ah, it's all those ones, and yes. then it goes on. And so their arguments are like it's those twenty, mm. and the other teacher's like, no, it just says twenty sight words. It could be so I, mommy, daddy, love, like all the ones that they learn to print early when they're like at the art table trying to write a card to their mom mm-hmm. from. So, and I, I'm like in the middle, I'm like, it would be nice if they knew the Dolch ones because mm-hmm. that's what they're going to try to read in grade one. But also, yeah, if they're picking up those ones just in their regular life, mm-hmm. great. That's what yeah. they need to do. They're doing what they need to do and they'll get there. Mm-hmm. So if they don't have 20 by the end of kindergarten, they're going to get there. I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm not like marking them down a level because they don't have the, the sight words. Mm-hmm. That's not... And then it depends on how much you've taught it, too, is you can't assess on what you haven't taught. You can't mm-hmm. be like, you don't know 20 sight words and you didn't teach sight words at all. Yeah, that's, that's not unfair. Yeah. yeah. So, but I think that's that's doable. Do oh, think, yeah. Do you think your kindergarten is there? Yeah. On Mostly. some days, some days he won't even look at a book and he doesn't know what his name is and he won't put his <laughs> pencil to his paper. But for the most part, yes. <laughs> yes. 
I think so. No, I think the only way to be really concerned at the end of kindergarten is if they aren't recognizing the letter names, like Mm -hmm. most of them. They should have most of them by now, especially like probably all the uppercase if they, by the end of kindergarten. Yeah, I was surprised too that they taught him uppercase first. Uppercase is easier to recognize because they're they're more they're more blocked. Yes, and they taught him to write his name all uppercase and oh. now he's doing his I don't, name. I don't like that. I didn't know that. He never wrote his name like that before. No, you're not we always to write practice. Your name like that. I hate it when parents teach their kids to write their name in all uppercase because then I just have to reteach it. Yeah. That's not how you write your well, name. Well, now That's he's like half and half. So his name is Lane L A N E and he's capital L, capital A, backwards lowercase n lowercase e because that's super confusing you confused him yeah i wonder if they just wanted them to practice printing and they just use their name because i do printing mostly uppercase at the beginning like just because they're easier to print so it's just maybe that's what they did i don't know he came at the beginning of the year all his stuff was uppercase and now it's like half and half sure they have their reasons yeah i'm not sure (laughs) but yeah the uppercase just seemed to stick quicker Mm-hmm. And I think in a lot of, like, children's toys and things like that, it's uppercase. It is, yes. I looked for magnets for the fridge that were lowercase, and I had to go to a teacher store. You you can't find them. And oh, no really? dollar store has lowercase. Well, that I could find at that time when Audrey was a kid. No dollar store had lowercase magnet letters. Oh, really? We have a set yeah. with no magnets, just a plastic piece now. <laughs> Dangerous. <laughs> you just move them around. Yeah, but I think that's, yeah, probably all they need to know for the end of kindergarten like to be ready for grade one like you want to have those skills in place and then they start to read in grade one I think a lot of people think at the end of kindergarten my kindergarten is going to be able to read to me and some of them are Mm -hmm. some of them them I noticed though were reading at the beginning of kindergarten though so for my child for him he's not he's reading like these sight books that you're talking about Mm -hmm. but he's not going to pick up just a random book off the bookshelf and read it to me and I don't expect him to do that yeah and there's never I don't think that he feels like, he has to either. That's good. I think expectation is the tough one, right? Mm-hmm. It's the difficult part where if you're expecting them to do this and they're not doing it, then they feel like they can't do it. Then they feel like they sh- they're they lacking something. Mm-hmm. They're not good enough. They're not smart enough. And then it, that's a whole ball of wax. So oh, just for sure. Like, oh, great, you're doing this good. And then yeah. just move them on from there and mm-hmm. keep going. And if they're a little bit behind, which, like, my daughter is behind in her reading, but she doesn't want to read to me, so... I'm like, well, I'll just keep reading to you, and when you're ready, mm-hmm. you'll do it. And she's, and then I'm a teacher, so I tested her. <laughs> I just tested her and, like, see how many sight words she's got. And she's made such a big gain that I'm like, okay. So she's progressing. Mm-hmm. But again, separation anxiety, October birthday, like, so many things. So, yeah. And they gonna all be behind. just progress at their own pace. Yeah. Exactly. Every single child is different. I think, mm-hmm. too, being in a classroom, we all, you kind of just see as a whole you're not seeing them as individuals really like when you go into the classroom everybody has their art on the wall and that's one thing I don't like about our teacher her art is very like this is what we're doing and this is what it looks like this is what your finished project should Mm -hmm. look like Mm -hmm. and all her her classroom is beautiful but it's all like the same the same and I'm not really into that yeah but um how else yeah I'm going to stand up for her just because, just to be devil's advocate, but I don't like it when all the art looks exactly the same either. Mm -hmm. But you're trying to get 25 or 20 kids to do this, do one thing all at once, right? Mm -hmm. So like I do like lots of like directed drawing and then they all look a little bit different Mm because it's like you draw a ladybug and they all copy you and then it like looks a little bit different then you let them color it whatever color they want. But Mm -hmm. it's hard to let them just do anything because then it's like 
of crazy. It's yeah, like, I. You got to keep some control. I, yeah, for sure. I get where crazy. that's coming from, but they don't have the opportunity in this particular classroom to do oh, free like art at all. Art? Yeah, they oh. don't do that at what about all. Center time. He's never brought anything. Maybe yeah, just he, he just doesn't, doesn't do it. Art. Yeah. I don't know though because he loves to do art at home. Yeah, but there's probably like magnet blocks, cars. Like I guess probably so yeah. much fun. Like I've never stuff seen that he it would out, rather though, do before. Oh, okay, then maybe. So, not. But I usually have like an art. We do like directed art, and then that what I'm trying to teach him like definite skills, right? Like draw mm-hmm. this line or whatever it is, and then uh, there's an art table for like See, center I'm time. Not sure that they and have that. Then that's just open ended art, and then in his class, some of the kids just aren't doing it. Like any sense well, my any free time, they're just doing cards. They're just making stuff, and you have to be like, "Hey, put that away. We're not doing that right now." Mm-hmm. Yeah, my preschooler in the f- almost full year that he's gone to preschool now, I think has brought like two pieces of art home. He does not. Oh, he doesn't do want to do it art. at all. No. Whereas like oh, Lane yeah. has like I have a closet full of art that this child yeah. has done. Yeah, like it's insane. And I he's know. such a hoarder. He'll not get rid of <laughs> no, anything. Yeah, that, take it out of the recycling hidden cereal boxes. I, know. I got in the habit of just throwing Audrey's art away because she didn't care. She mm. didn't want to keep it. She doesn't really. My like kids are hoarders now. <laughs> she kind of is, but then about art, she doesn't really care. So I'm just like, do you want to keep this? No. Do you want to keep this? No. Like she just doesn't care, and then she'll keep like one out of ten. I'm That's like, okay. Nice. I'll put it in your file, and then great. And Caden, I threw something away, and he saw it in the recycling, and my husband was like. Yeah, Caden saw his picture in the recycling. He was really upset. And I was like, oh, I can't believe I did that. Like, I'd never do that. I was so, I felt so bad. I do it all the time and I always no, blame I it on No, I throw their stuff away, but never in a place where they would see it. So, like, oh. if a kid gives me something at school that I'm not going to keep, I just, like, take it home and I throw it away at home. Mm-hmm. I don't, like, it wouldn't go I would in the never school throw it garbage at the school can. garbage, yeah. no. Because just in case they would see it, I would feel terrible. Mm-hmm. And then, so with my own kid, I didn't even do that. But, like, with Audrey, if Audrey had cared, I would have tucked it in, like, garbage bags. That's what I do with them now. When I put the, it in kid, another bag, yeah. and then I tie it, and then it's in So either bag. I, like, smuggle it out in an empty box of sorts, or I'm just like, oh, Daddy must have done that. Oh, my gosh, I'll talk to Daddy. <laughs> and then nobody ever gets, like, Daddy's, like, the best person in the oh, whole world. Daddy doesn't get and, in like, trouble. Yeah, oh. no one's going to ream Daddy out. Oh, but I'm like Six weeks Jeez. from now, when so-and-so remembers that I threw out their... Yeah macaroni bracelet i'm going to hear about it (laughs) about how remember when you did that that was so mean that was so mean like actually you have 27 macaroni bracelets and we can't keep them all (laughs) actually i do art with you every day Mm -hmm. so just be thankful and stop reading me out oh awful oh my gosh Okay, well, thank you. I feel like we talked covered like a lot about kindergarten. That yeah, well, I have lots to say about kindergarten. <laughs> you just did it, so that's good. And I do it. Um, if you have if you have any questions, you can email playfuljoypodcast at gmail.com and follow at playfuljoypodcast on Instagram and let me know if there's anything that we didn't cover that you've been struggling with in kindergarten and we can talk about that. Thanks, Kayla. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying Playful Joy, please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast and tell a friend. You can email playfuljoypodcast at gmail.com if you have a funny anecdote or an issue or struggle that you're having. I'd love to hear about it. Also, please follow us on Instagram at playfuljoypodcast. Thanks for listening.